to here we are. That's it. We're back. Sweet. I had a just a, a harrowing experience about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, God. So I was on my way home from the gym. And as you guys know, I live in Gold Coast, which is a pretty affluent neighborhood in Chicago. I myself am not affluent, mm-hmm. but a lot of the people that live here are. And I take the 151 bus home. The 151 bus, pleasant experience every single time I've ridden it. Today, you know, I'm like, I should just stand. But you know what I decide? You know, I'm going to walk. I'm going to go to the, there's an empty seat in the back of the bus. I'm just going to go sit back there. I go sit down and all of a sudden I look to my right and there's this woman standing next to me, just a straight up hardcore crackhead. And she is just mumbling, like muttering, mumbling all this gibberish. And she sits down next to me, and she just, just like, I don't, I don't know what she was saying. And she moved like between like five different seats, like just talking to random people. And it, <laughs> I've seen it on the red line. I've been yelled at on the red line. Totally fine. The, the 151 bus to the Gold Coast is not something I was prepared <laughs> to see. Like, I just wasn't prepared for it. It was just Yeah. Like, I've got I'm, one for you, too, actually, now that you brought that up. This past Sunday, uh, I was I went to go. I just went, went to the corner store to grab something to drink. And as I was walking over there, there was just, like, this lady uh, in a cowboy hat. Uh, she, she, good, you know, good start. Good start. Great start. Uh, she had three bags and a... Um, like one of those like a real fancy umbrella and I was walking up to her and she just started talking to me about her buddy who lived in the neighborhood and I was like oh, okay cool 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 and she was like <laughs> she was like <laughs> and she was just like I, they, I don't know why she brought it up but she was just like oh yeah and I can't can't wait for I'm just happy to enjoy this wonderful weather we're having am I right and I was just like yeah and then I left <laughs> And I got my stuff, and I come back, and she's there still. And I was like, great. Uh, we make eye contact. She points to the sky. My dumbass looks. And she goes, what kind of jet is that? <laughs> I was just like, what? And she was like, what kind of jet is that? She's like, I got a buddy in aviation, but I never see a jet like that. Silver with an orange tip. And I was just like, what? Uh, I was like, fucking <laughs> uh, She was just like, what? what is that one? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, hmm, I thought you looked like you would know. Oh, well, I'm going to ask my buddy later on. <laughs> you look like an aviation expert. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I thought when I met you. And Obvious. the last sentence she said was, it's going to live on forever. And it works especially for this podcast. Right before I walked away, she perfectly said, all right, well, hasta de la 2K. <laughs> And just was like, gave me the peace sign. You were just like, deuces. Uh, yeah, oh, all right. Asta de la 2K. It was fucking <laughs> wild. I saw this thing the other day that was like, if you see somebody in LA walking around muttering to themselves, they're either A, a crackhead, B, an actor practicing a monologue, or C, yeah. somebody talking into their AirPods. However, the person's appearance does not tell you which category. No, they fall it doesn't. In. You never know. You never. Also, something that's really fun about LA: everybody wants to make sure that you can hear the conversation they're having, whether whether it's <laughs> with their that. friend next to them, whether they're on the phone, or if they are all alone, 
they really like to just be like, you need to hear what is coming out of these golden pipes. And it's always pointless. Uh, but it was wonderful. We just already got, we just got a Twitter shout out from Lauren. Hey. She just, she just tweeted, can't wait to listen to NBA pod. Cause I can hear Tad laughing like a hyena <laughs> in the other room. Nice. Got a little, you know, shout out to the fans. fans. Shout out to the fans. And all, 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 it was Japan. You said, right. The, the last episode I overheard. J- Japan's been killing it. Japan has absolutely Thank been killing you, Japan. it. Konnichiwa bitches. I believe is what. Yes. Jay said on yes. That. That's exactly what I said. I said Konnichiwa bitches. Um, I would, I would very much like to go to Japan one day. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, I Dude, have, what if we ended up going out there to talk about basketball? I mean, come happening. on, come on, <laughs> fly us out there, y'all fly us out there. Yeah. Um, I had a story about the CTA, but I'm going to, I'm going to move past it. Cause it's not as funny. It's funny, but it's more just like, yeah. oh, poor Nikki, guy. I thought I was coming in with something good and you just, you just, I'm sorry. Me. It's just, no, you it's, started it's talking. Fine. I was like, Whoa, that's right. That happened to me. Yeah. Welcome to friendship with my brother. It's uh, <laughs> it's like, Oh, cool story, bro. Here we go. Speaking <laughs> of, it, is nice, it is nice to have all three of us together again. Yeah. Although via, via web chat and not in the stew. Oh, no, not in the stew. Not, guys, it's not sticking. We're not going to start saying stew. It's we not we are. You're not cheap. What if we what what if we say, hey guys, we're here recording in the stu stu studio? No, that's worse. No, no, Phil Collins fans. So much worse. Stu, man, I'm down with hip hop terms. (laughs) Oh god, I'm down with OPP. Good lord. Oh god, they played Uh, OPP at my job today. You know, at a bank. It was in the bank, and I was like, what the hell? That is inappropriate. It was like it was the radio edit, but still. That's still it's a jam. It's a certified jam. <laughs> edited, non-edited, jam. Yeah, they play some weird songs at my job. Uh, good lord! It's uh, that followed by like Nat King Cole. Love it. <laughs> unforgettable, unforgettable, and unforgettable OPP. Uh, <laughs> uh, unforgettable P. Anyways, yes, uh, OPP is unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, so let's get started with some actual. Uh, well, let's introduce the podcast, shall we? Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 81 of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk a lot of, well, we talk a lot of shit, just like we just did for the last, mm, I don't know, seven minutes. Uh, I got some I, trivia for you. Oh, hit episode me. Episode 81. Uh-oh. It is a current player that wears number 81. Interesting. Clue me. And he wore it last season, too. And he's not, this is not a scrub player. This is a guy who has been a longtime contributor in the league. Can Mom. we guess? Yeah, you clues. Can, you can guess. Clues, but okay, not yeah. obvious clues. Try to give us like non-obvious clues. Has Eastern, he ever played for the Raptors? Eastern Conference. Yes, he has. Okay. He's played for the Raptors and Eastern, Eastern Conference. Conference. Okay. That's really I, – I was going to give you one more, but if I give you this other one, it's way too obvious, so I cannot. 81. 81. I mean, I, I just really want to say uh, Jose Calderon. But I don't know if that's true. That is correct. Damn, is that, that, is correct. Yeah. that is correct. Yeah, he wore it. He wore it last season as well. So wow. that is, that's, that's that's solid. What, that's what who, I was thinking. Who does he even play for now? Where is he at? The Washington. Oh, that's right. Detroit basketball. God, I totally forgot about him. He played for Jose the Calderon. You know Jose what? Calderon. Oh, uh-huh. You know, like Feliz Navidad. But no, Jose I, got it. I got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Uh, the starters did a the, back before they were the starters when they were still the basketball Jones they did a um, 
a Christmas Carol bit where they went around and sang uh, uh, like songs, but they like input like inserted NBA players, and that was that was one of them. <laughs> it was like Jose Calderon and Pau Gasol and Mark Gasol. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do puns, it's like a it's a, show, a small little uh, homage to the starters. But I also yeah. feel like we're biting. So it's like this weird, like, should we be biting from that? Oh, is that bad? Because I was going to suggest we call this episode Basketball Jones. Justin, maybe people accidentally <laughs> search it. I'm, I'm, dude, let's do <laughs> more, it. More views. I mean, look, the the second most popular episode we've ever done is uh, Mo Babra, Mo Problems. So yeah. there's something to it, man. <laughs> Did you guys see that video where they played Mo Bamba in like one of those uh, trampoline parks? Yes, I did. And all those kids lost their uh, minds. <laughs> the first the top comment was so good. I was going to say, the top comment was perfect because the guy said, this must be what hell is. <laughs> I, I, like, I yeah. saw one. It might have. I thought it was the top one, but I, it might not have been. It was a clip from the episode of South Park where everybody gets into um, High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And the guys, they all sit down and watch it. And Cartman gets up and he goes, well, if this is what's cool now, I'm out. I'm just going to go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh That's God. a good one. I just want to see somebody take Mo Bamba and then take those like – Nine Inch Nails kids under the bridge that were dancing, mm-hmm. and instead of exactly oh, this is you, I want them to do Mo Bamba. That's what I want. Yeah. I want that video. I want them doing this shit, yeah, and this shit, all that shit that they did, all that raving, all yep. that rave shit. I want that, but with Mo Bamba. That's what I want. Let's I can it, see it in my head. NBA, let's make an NBA TikTok. Ooh, apparently that's like, a, th- like, a thing. Like the now. song like TikTok. No, no, no. TikTok yeah. is an app where you can overlay uh, music or like a movie scene and, and it's you and, but you're, you're, you're lip syncing. It's, it's apparently all the rage with the kids these days. Uh, and it, I mean, it is just awful. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. And no, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said already, I'm in a white lady kimono. So like, I'm, I'm not what the cool kids are doing. So I got a robe on. I like I it. It looks good. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm comfy. I'm feeling luxurious. I'm confident. I'm in my, I'm in my closet, which is a little uncomfortable. Well, I don't have a robe on, but I'm not wearing any pants. Um, all right, let's get into Neither am I. Oh, Classy. Right, well, give me a second. Uh, I am your host, Jay Quiles, uh, all the way from sh- the northwestern side of Chicago, uh, standing at a five foot five with a wingspan of probably about five two, if I had to guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, other way uh, from the Gold Coast of Chicago, uh, hailing from the state of Iowa, introduce yourself, sir. It's your boy, Tad, aka Tittles. Tad, standing at five foot four with a wingspan. Five eleven, bro. Whoa, yo, five eleven. It's my driver's license. Five eleven, according to his driver's license. One hundred and eighty pounds, according to his driver's license. Uh, Two hundred. <laughs> Two hundred. Yo, Tad's been on the whole thirty, man. Tad's been I'm actually, I'm actually down to, I'm down to one ninety four, but I threw two hundred on the old driver's license to be safe. <laughs> you and I weigh the same amount. That's fucking insane. My my driver's license looks like I weigh three hundred fifty pounds, though. It is the most unflattering photo <laughs> I have ever taken in my entire life. Oh uh, yeah, I've I'm got a also. Of those. I don't. I don't know. Like, if you guys like watch the hit television program Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an episode where Chandler and Monica go to get engagement photos taken and Chandler can't smile. He does this like weird, like painful looking teeth gritting thing. I'm oh, also yeah. doing that in my photo. So it just, you know, not good. Yeah. Classic. Like that. Like that. Classic. Yeah. For the folks at home, I just did it. 
Um, Hailing from Los Angeles, formerly of Chicago, standing at about a five foot, whatever is an inch shorter than me, uh, (laughs) with a wingspan of about seven feet. Uh, <laughs> I do have weirdly long arms. Your arms are so long. It's crazy. It makes yeah, no sense. We used to play basketball as kids in, in our room. Nikki <laughs> yeah. dominant. Nikki was the Dikimba Matimbo, 4242 North. I'm not going to say the rest of our address. Uh, just, it was insane, man. Uh, Nikki was the was the Alonzo morning of the, of the red room. It was insane. Yeah. Also, I remember <laughs> one time we went Shit. to... The Kalahari, we were there for an yes. entire weekend oh my God. and spent, I would say, 96% of our weekend playing water basketball. It was insane. And Nikki was, was just, just a bunch of us all at the exact same height, but I have longer arms than everybody else. So it was I was, so, it was so it was, tough. It was the best oh basketball moment. I forgot about that. God, yeah, because we had to like wade in the water, and even with that, your arms were still longer than yeah. everybody. It's fucking insane, man. Yeah. Uh, well, um, this is episode 81. Tad, tell the people what episode this is. It's the Jose Calderon episode. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a Kobe it's a, I know, it's a Kobe episode. I know, I was just trying. I, was, I, I knew, what you, I knew what you wanted. I just didn't want to give it to you. Jose Calderon probably was a member of the Raptors when that game occurred, though. So. <laughs> Ooh, that I mean, is legitimately a possibility. What did that have? was that, 2006? Yeah, I want to say 2000, maybe 2008. I'll I'll look it up real quick. That might have been his MVP. No, it definitely wasn't his MVP season because they were terrible that year. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the the year that he won MVP instead of Chris Paul, which was you know it was kind of a lifetime achievement award for Kobe. You're right. You're right. And it was two thousand and six January twenty second. Yeah. Wow. Thirteen years ago, last month. Oh yeah. What happened? I'm taking a peep at the uh, box score. I I do want to see if. Mr. Calderon was indeed. Then we really, it comes full circle. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be wild. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. He was. He played 13 minutes. He went one of four from the floor with (laughs) two from the free throw line. He had uh, four points, one rebound, and that's it. That's it. (laughs) Damn it. Four points and a board. Come on, Jose. Damn it. That's insane. Well, that just brings it back together, y'all. Cool. Well, let's get started with the topics for tonight. Um, First topic on the agenda is. all right, let's just start by saying this. Over the last 20 games, Paul George has averaged 32.6 points, 7.7 rebounds, and 4.1 assists in 37.8 minutes per game. Um, he's done that while shooting 45.4% from three-point range on 10.8 attempts per night. Um, he, the other night, had a 47-point triple-double and a win uh, against the Blazers. Um, has had multiple 40-point games in the last 20, point, uh, 20 games. Um and most would agree is etching himself pretty heavily in the MVP conversation. So to the gentleman um, digitally in front of me, what says you is Paul George, a MVP candidate um, or is he the leading MVP candidate right now? Tad, you go first. Cause I have to plug my phone or my computer in. I have a lot to say, so that's fine. I can do that. Uh, oh, wow. So in my opinion, yeah, he's the MVP. Like right now, if season ended today, I would give the MVP to Paul George. He, uh, James Harden is a better scorer. Just, I mean, you can't really dispute that, but Paul George gives you so much more on every other end of the floor. Um, They're on both ends of the floor, not every other end. There's only one other end and that's defense. Um, This really incorporates special teams in the NBA. I digress. Anyway, uh, uh, I I just want, I also, I have a lot to say on this topic because of this on this very podcast, we talked about the top 100 players that were rated by sports illustrated 
at the beginning of the season and Paul George was ranked 11 and I said that's way too low and y'all laughed at me well who's laughing now not me either I'm literally not laughing but I am on my high horse about this because Paul George is one of my favorite players has been for a long time like really honestly since he came out of Fresno State and um dude he's he's a really talented player and he is he is a perfect player to play with a guy like Westbrook um, he has a much more controlled game and he doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. And he affects the game in a lot of different ways. He moves well without the ball. He defends well. He rebounds. He's a, an above average passer. I wouldn't call him a great passer by any means, but he's a good passer. He's a great player. And so I'm, it's also nice to see him like make this sort of leap, especially after that horrible leg injury that he had. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I think in my opinion, and I'm a little biased because I love him, but in my opinion, I would say, yeah, he's probably the MVP right now. Yeah, and it's it's so this he's is also old. got the 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 thunder. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I just no, I, I the thunder are in third place right now. Yeah, and so here's here's the thing. Um, I'm actually I'm looking at um, NBA references NBA MVP tracker for the season. Um, what's interesting about this season is the narrative for who should be MVP has changed so much. Like when the season started, it was basically all Giannis and then a little bit of Joel Embiid. Um, So he had like the first quarter of the season. And then the second quarter of the season was James Harden's narrative of like, and he's still, you know, what, what, 31 straight games of 30 points. Like his, his narrative started to grow of like, they were looking outside of the playoffs. Now they're the fourth seed. He's been dominating. He's averaging 37 points a game for the season. Like his narrative started to change. And then, you know, like the 30 point, per game thing or the 30 point game thing started to become a little stale and now here comes in paul george over the last 20 games just like dominating to tad's point on both ends like he could like he could be the first ever mvp defensive player of the year combo we've ever seen um he's just having that type of season um he's leading the league in steals the thunder are substantially better with him uh defensively on the court um just notably better with him on the court um it's just been such a weird season. My only caveat here is, and I'm just going to pull up Giannis's numbers again, because like Giannis is putting up like, like peak Shaq type numbers as a ball handler, like 58% from the field. Um, you know, what was it like 20 points per game, 19 points per game, just in the paint alone, his effective field goal percentage is right around 60. Like we're talking nearly triple double numbers. I mean, uh, fucking where's his points 27 uh, like 13 and 6 with 1.5 steals 1.5 blocks like statistically he is having a stupid stupid efficient and impactful season and the bucks are still number one in the eastern conference and i would argue that from a talent standpoint the bucks are far less talented than the thunder and or well maybe not the rockets but um it's just, it's just weird. The narrative has just shifted so much throughout the season. Nikki, what do you think about Paul George? And, and yeah, his, uh, and I, I love the the fact that you brought Giannis up because, I mean, I don't even want people to bring Giannis up. Uh, but, like, I – at one point I was wondering if the fact that he doesn't really have to do – he doesn't have to worry as much on offense, if that would maybe take away from Paul George's MVP chances. But the way he's been playing lately – Again, if it was like, oh, you know, end of the year now, I think he would get it. And uh, I, 
as much as I wish they were, I don't think enough people are talking about what Giannis is doing. Yeah, no. I actually, I actually agree with that because I was, you know, I honestly, I, my MVP pick pretty much all season has been Giannis. I'm going to go back and say that, yes, I would still probably pick Giannis for MVP. It is, <laughs> it's just been, it's been quieter. Like people haven't right. talked about it as much. And so, yeah, I actually, I would say Giannis. Um, I think people have gotten sort of caught up in this like James Harden, Paul George narrative because it's also kind of what gets pushed by the media. Uh, but Jay, you're absolutely right. Like he, I mean, Giannis is having an, an unbelievable season, like yeah. by anybody's standards. And, and leading his team, like his team is number one in the Eastern Conference right now. It's just like he, he has been he's consistently the sole good. star on that yeah. team. Dude. Well, yeah, and and like he has good. been consistently good the whole season. It's just right. the narrative was like early on to start. Giannis is the front runner, and, and then he just kind of kept was, doing his thing, and it was just it just became the norm. Yeah, it was just it, it was like they're like, whoa, he started off because he started off the season with averaging I think it was like thirty point three or something like that. Right. So there was a small point in time where everyone's like, holy shit, he is fucking. He might you know definitely get going to be the MVP, and he cut back a little. Now he's at twenty seven, but like like you said, like he didn't start doing anything crazy, and then all of a sudden all the James Harden stuff started happening. So like that definitely added to, you know, or I shouldn't add, say added, you know, took away from the talk about Giannis. And I think that's going to be something that'll happen to, cause that's what happens. Like for Le- Le- it happened to LeBron for so many years where it would just be like, yeah, he's having a LeBron year, you know, 27, seven and seven. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the reality is with the way that these things happen, like it's all about recency bias. So like there's a world yeah. where, Kawhi could go on a hot stretch and the Raptors could take over first place in the East and, and he becomes, yeah, you know, true, true. I don't think he's played enough or like there's a world where like, I, I don't know, Steph Curry could just like go on a tear. Like the way that Boogie's been like playing since getting etched into the lineup, I did not think he was going to be this impactful this fast. Yeah, uh, really, it's, it's been a, I mean, the Warriors look fucking it's it's not even it's not even fun. It's yeah. not even fun. Like I think there's no there's no well yeah I mean it's fun to watch but like there's no but there's nobody that can even there's nobody that can dethrone them. There's not one yeah. team. No, I think if there's one team right that now. could I think the Sixers could do it probably. They I think that's the devs, dude. I, I think that's the devs. worst the worst matchup for them. Uh, I agree. No shooting. And yeah, and no real ball handlers. I mean, besides Jimmy Butler and I guess Ben Simmons. Like, well, yeah. not I guess Ben Simmons. Definitely Ben Simmons yeah. and, and I guess Jimmy Butler. But like. They don't have any ball handlers outside of those guys, and they just yeah, they, they lost like, a lot. Can do anything? Nah, not really. Not in a way that's going to impact. And like that guy's going to card Steph Curry. No, thank you. No. Uh, you know well, what I mean? Like, well, you know, bro. <laughs> I was going to say uh, also like for that team at least, Tobias Harris was a ball handler for the Clippers for a while. Yeah, but Tobias Harris is going to be perfect for them. Like he's just going to slot in there as somebody who can catch and shoot, and like yeah. it's already it's already showing dividends. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, sorry. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say um, the one last kind of thing I wanted to make about the the Giannis to, to just before I jump off the Giannis train here and we you've you've said it before Jay. I mean one of the most impressive things about him is that this season he's averaging twenty seven points a game and he's making half a three pointer per game like he's on shooting, average. He's shooting twenty six percent from three. Twenty six. Yeah. I mean, it's it honestly makes it legitimately way more impressive that a guard is putting up. He's putting up numbers like guards used to put up in 1985. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's like that's what's crazy is like him. Him in particular, like my man is average. His his field goal percentage is like 58 percent, and his three point percentage is taking it down substantially. Um, and he is just so efficient. But to Tad's point, like in the modern NBA, he 
doesn't play like a mod, like he only goes to the basket and he primarily finishes near and or around the rim. And it's, it's, it's a really, now he is unique in the sense that he is 6'11 and he basically moves like a small forward um, and is freakly freakishly long and, you know, has all these attributes that, that, that lend to him being the true unicorn. But um, yeah, I mean, to Nikki's point, like it's just, the narrative just kind of died with him. And I think that like, he only has to have like a small little stretch towards the end of the season to just snatch that shit up. Like it's, it's a couple forty point games. That's it. Just, yeah. That's it. I was gonna say like if in the last like ten fifteen games he can average thirty points, thirty one maybe. I bet you like he would be able to just like lift up. Or like do, if he just like goes on a tear of like on the defensive end where it's just like oh my god like Giannis is dominant like no especially now like there is a foreseeable lineup with Brooke Lopez not even Brooke Lopez. You could literally go Giannis at the five with Nico at the four. And then you have Bledsoe Brogdon and like um, Chris Middleton at the three. Like it's kind of his natural position anyways. That's a scary fucking lineup. Real quick. uh, I know you guys talked about it last week. I am so fucking happy. Happy Nico Miritich is on the Bucks. It's a great fit. And they lost nothing. I, I I am very much a low rent Mark Cuban. I love me a white guy who can shoot threes, who's like seven feet tall <laughs> from another country. You just Those call yourself a low rent Mark Cuban? Yeah, low rent Mark Cuban. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban would not be recording this podcast in his closet. Not in uh, a kimono. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, Mark Cuban probably owns He definitely has kimonos. many kimonos. He owns many. Authentic. Uh, yes, real ones. You not, know, I not one he got forever 21. <laughs> if, there is, if there is one knock on uh, Giannis... Uh, last week, the Magic beat the Bucks, and Giannis clearly too scared to play. Sat oh, out, good didn't want to play. Do you want? Do you want me to let you have your your moment, uh, your fifteen minutes of fame here, while you uh, just go off on the Markel Fultz era of Orlando Magic basketball? We're undefeated in the Markel Fultz era. Jonathan Isaac is averaging eighteen points a game over his last five games, and he looks good. He I looks like, like he finally I like adjusted. I do. I enjoyed watching him during the is during he gonna summer. Be a three? Is that going to happen? Yeah, that's probably what he'll play. That's what he's kind of been playing. Be the three they, been, I mean, not really, though. They've been positionless, like, because him and Gordon share time on the right. floor. Yeah, because they're all exactly. long boys. The Orlando long boys. The, the Orlando long boys. <laughs> we, we, honestly, oh, we had four, we had four 20 point scores the other night between Vooch, uh, Isaac, uh, Gordon, and Fournier. So. Oh, are you turning around on Fournier? Don't look now, Magic fans. Don't look now. <laughs> Your team has turned the corner. Feed me a playoff berth. <laughs> it's it. not. It ain't happening, boys. Sorry to we're break in 10th. We're, we're a half game back. It's not happening. Back, from Mark, help, back of who? Uh, the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, there's a chance. The Pistons just got Wayne Ellington, so... <laughs> Joke's Lauren, on you, buddy. Lauren just sent me a tweet. This is completely off topic, but it, it fits with the, 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 the joke that I always make about being the token white, white guy on this podcast. Perfect. If white people have no culture... Explain beach themed balloon or bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, legitimately, what? real quick. Fuck uh, checkmate, man. <laughs> one of the one of the train stops out here in the valley area uh of California has an outdoor toilet with us. <laughs> It's a sliding door outdoor toilet. Literally, it just because I just saw a guy open it. It slid open, and there was just it's just a toilet, a sink, and and you're done. And then you can just close. It closes. 
You're done. That's You're living in the future out there, bro. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I It caught me because I just thought it was like an old, like, abandoned, like, newsstand. But then the door just whipped open. and It, it probably like, used to be. Maybe, yeah. And they were like, yeah, just fucking put some plumbing in here. Those damn hipsters. Unbelievable. <laughs> it <laughs> is, all the good it is in the arts district. You are not yeah, wrong. There it is. Um, so let's talk about the Lakers for a little bit, guys. I feel like we never talk about them. Um, nah, nobody ever does, man. <laughs> right. They don't get enough love. Um, Lakers. Also, nobody ever talks about LeBron. Like, yeah. I feel like people are forgetting about him, um, just not giving him enough enough nobody press. Nobody talks about LeBron. Nobody talks about Zion Williamson. That's what I'm saying. Also, oh, but real quick, that block. Yo, that shit was insane, dude. <sighs> he jumped really, really far and really, really high. <laughs> That's more science for you. The, the, I just can't. I don't. I don't know, dude. The fucking Knicks have lost eighteen games in a row. They are so bad. Yeah, that's they good. need this. They need this. I, I, look, if there's anybody else that could have the number one pick, like I forget where was I listening. No, dude, no, no, no. Okay, look, man, I I like the Knicks and I kind of want them to be good, but as a Chicago fan, yeah, and even me as a Chicago resident. Dude, fuck those guys. They 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 sh- they trash our city when sure. their city literally has heaping piles of trash in it. So yes. no, fuck that. Well, you make a very solid point. I like where your head's at. Chicago. According to Tankathon, we've got a chance at the number three pick. Oh, I don't like how this lottery ended up going. Minnesota got the second pick. No, no, no. Reset. Come on, Matt. Get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Matt from Tankathon. Yeah. Uh, so the Lakers are three and seven in their last ten games, and last week they lost by. Uh, LeBron James' worst loss in his entire career, uh, 42 points. Um, oh, as, the meaning of life and everything to it. Oh, look at you. I love it. I love it. Thank you for making that reference. Um, as we all know, because we talked about this ad nauseum over the last couple of weeks, um, a lot of rumors were in the, uh, in the zeitgeist that is the NBA um, regarding Anthony Davis um, going from the Pelicans to the Lakers. Uh, and the Lakers basically offered everybody but LeBron James uh, in order to trade for him. Yeah. And it's clearly started to result in... They even offered Magic Johnson. I mean, literally everybody. Li- they're like, yo, just take Genie. Take Genie. You think, you, think, you, think Magic, you think Magic Johnson could, could could score six points in an NBA game today? Absolutely. I think yeah, so. I think so, too. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's out of shape. If he got in basketball shape, I think he could, he could, yeah. he could score six. Yeah, if I mean, he, when, if he when, could when, Rocky uh, montage it before he played, yeah, he's definitely gonna be able to score. Yeah, you know, hand check rules and shit like that. You know, uh, uh, Ooh, yeah. I forgot about the hand check rule. <laughs> it's over, man. Yeah, you can't touch it. You can't touch guys anymore if they don't have the ball. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just over. He he would absolutely dominate. Uh, someone, definitely not dominate. What if what if, what if someone like legitimately was like doing the hand check rule in a pickup game? How mad would you be? I mean, I do it all the time. So, who am I to say? Wait, when you when you call fouls because people touch you while you're dribbling? Oh no, I thought you meant people hand checking. I'm like, I hand oh, no, no, no. I'm saying like if if someone put their hand on someone else and the guy who's dribbling the ball gets touched, he's like, as a hand check, and he calls the foul. I I'd don't. Probably tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> hand check his face. Uh, so the question I have for you guys: there's there's clearly been some trouble in La La Land. Um, like even the other day, Morris Wagner and uh, and Lance Stevenson went up for a rebound, and it's Wagner, both... you fucking Philistine. He's yeah. German. Wow, wow, calling me out on my own, unbelievable. <laughs> what are the listeners gonna think? What are the listeners gonna think, guys? If you if you if you're feeling bad for me in this moment, I'd like you to please tweet at NBA Pod. Um, 
and also tweet at Tad Hall underscore and tell him to apologize to me. Um, that was uncalled for. Uh, I will not. <laughs> Maurice Wagner uh, and Lance Stevenson. Lance? 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 Stevenson? Yes, because Lance will make her dance. Steven, Steven uh, Sohn, I believe Steven it's French. Sohn. Thank you. you can, Swedish, maybe. Uh, you can Lance if you want to. Uh, born ready um, and the German went up for rebound uh, and ball go out of bound. Uh, <laughs> yes. And also, uh, yeah. So if people, uh, I'm sure people saw the clip, but like they kind of mean mugged each other. And like, it was funny cause they did it before and after when the season started versus now, like in the beginning of the season, LeBron's like, yo, we always run to our teammate when they're on the ground and we pick him up. Like we're brothers to now, like people are just staring at the rookie on the ground. And then also LeBron is sitting like super fucking far away from the bench. Um, there's trouble in paradise guys. Are they going to be able to get through it? Not this season. I think it's over. I think I think LeBron has this is this is the end of LeBron just like imposing his will on a team um in a way that is going to still be okay. I disagree. Hard okay. disagree. Okay. Hit me. So um one of those guys have, are gonna be on the team. Like, are you ready for this? Because this is about to be a fucking monologue. I'm I'm getting out my soapbox. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm stepping put, up on it here. I'll put myself, I'm gonna yeah. go take a piss. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> this is for the people it ain't for you well i'm gonna bring the mic with me so i am this fucking lebron narrative god just like I, it just honestly really fucking annoys me lebron's teammates are fucking trash they're trash they're terrible the lakers are legitimately terrible they could not win games without him here's the thing people are like oh lebron's not putting in enough effort. He's not trying hard on the defensive end. You know what? Fuck that. LeBron has averaged a fucking triple double since he came back and has gotten zero help from his teammates. Not to mention last two seasons, LeBron dragged two terrible teams in the the Cavaliers kicking and fucking screaming to the NBA finals. Dude, if I'm LeBron, I'm like, yeah, if I'm him, fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, you're tradable, you're tradable, you're tradable, you're tradable. Your fucking contracts are all expiring after this season, so I don't give a fuck about you. LeBron does not give a fuck about this year, and that is fine. He deserves that. He's earned that right. Also, like, just, uh, again, I always say this thing about greatness fatigue, that people, like, try to criticize or find flaws in LeBron's game as much as you can. I don't like LeBron, the dude. I don't really care for LeBron. But, like, this whole thing about him being, like, this whole problem with the Lakers is just, it's not, it's just not the case. Brandon Ingram, you suck. Lonzo Ball, you're fucking trash. Fucking Michael Beasley, get the fuck out of here. Lance Stevenson, you haven't been a good player in six fucking years. Like, just like it just really fucking annoys me and i know i know the national media is writing about this stuff to bait people like me into having this kind of reaction but it's just (laughs) it just fucking pisses me off it's like dude like no lebron is not the fucking problem and hell yes if lebron says he should you should feel honored that you are a piece to be traded for a fucking generational talent in anthony davis so fucking whiny little lakers shut the fuck up sit the fuck down or get better at basketball that's my that's my thoughts wow nikki care to rebuttal uh no i didn't have a rebuttal i i I know that i just don't think they're i don't i just don't think the rest like in all honesty i mean i feel like kuzma's been doing pretty good uh he's a a good player i didn't didn't yeah uh and, and also i feel like rondo's been playing pretty well um, I don't know. It, I feel like, but outside of, but you can't win 
games with three players doing well and everyone else is sucking ass. Yeah, I mean, th- and the third person, I'm just like, you know, some of the games have, he's been doing really well. Ooh. Jay, are you are you out on I'm Brandon Ingram yet? Mm-mm. No. Well, let me let me tell you why. I'm not out on him, and I'm not out on Lonzo for this for the this reason. They are 21 years old. They're 21 years old, and Brandon Ingram over his last game, uh, 10 games, has averaged almost 20 points a game. He's shooting 55 percent from the field. Like he is starting to play better as this season is progressing, it's not easy to play alongside LeBron, especially when last year when they finally found a role for him, it was in a predominantly like ball-dominant role. He has not become the three-point shooter that they thought he was going to be yet, and that's fine. The problem is, is because he's playing with LeBron, LeBron needs shooters around him, and right now he doesn't have those shooters. So now you're forcing a guy like Brendan Ingram, who is a much is better in a role where he is a like predominant ball handler and and handling and running the offense that's where he's best suited and when lebron was out he was playing much better because the ball was in his hands this is a really weird situation for him as a 21 year old player in the nba he's got a lot to learn he's got a lot to improve upon in his game i still feel very strongly that he has a lot of skills and once he can get that three-point shooter just just above average like if he can become a 33 percent three-point shooter game over like Brandon nah, is a good NBA player and does a lot of really good things. I also am not out on Lonzo Ball. He's had a lot of injuries, and that's the one thing that deters me from him. Is like he hasn't been able to play long stretches thus far in his NBA career. Um, he's never going to be what they thought he was going to be when they drafted him. I mean, he's at best you're looking at like six foot six Rajon Rondo, which you know Rajon Rondo had some monster seasons and then had some seasons where you're like pretty you know, pretty mediocre in terms of of numbers and production. He's just never going to be that guy. He's going to be a different type of player. But again, he is a guy who is better than Brandon Ingram when it comes to playing off the ball. I mean, he is shooting 33% from three. So it's not not terrible. He's not one of the best shooters in the NBA, but he's not a bad shooter. Um, His free throw shooting is terrible. But like, Mm -hmm. I still don't, I'm not out on either one of them. The issue here is that LeBron's timeline doesn't match up with their timeline. So like last year was like, oh, this is a promising team. Luke Walton's got them running the offense. Like they're kind of fun. They're getting a little bit better. There was a period there where we're like, they might actually make the playoffs this year. Um, and now LeBron comes in and it changes the entire dynamic of the team. So I'm not out on them. I think given the right situation and, and put in a situation where like they can exploit their skill sets, better than they're currently being exploited. Because, like, right now, when LeBron comes into him, you got to fit in. Like, you just got to be a puzzle next to him. Like, I was just listening to Bill Simmons' podcast the other day with Chris Bosh, and he was just like, it was so difficult for me in the first couple of years to adjust because, like, I was dropping, like, 27 points in Toronto, you know, double-double on a regular basis, and then I come here, and I'm dropping 19, and everybody says I suck. And it's just like, I'm doing better than the second-best player on some of these other playoff teams. But, like, when you play with LeBron, it's just a different story. It's a different narrative. Like, he changes your timeline and it's it's impacted these guys how people perceive them <laughs> tad uh and others like it, <laughs> i'm just saying like i don't give up on these guys i don't think that they're bad basketball players i think they're 21 i think the circumstances are terrible um and now like i don't think any of them had any and now i'm now i'm the one with the monologue but like i don't i don't think any of them had yeah, any yours is like, going longer than mine i know i have a lot of thoughts on this though cuz like you know, it's just, yeah. Anyways, my thing is like, when it comes to these kids, like, I don't think any of them thought for one second that there wasn't the potential of them to be traded once LeBron came into town. 
So like there's that, right? Um, but there comes a level of resentment when that happens. Like there is, like there's now Fair. issues in the locker room. Like there's just anger. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I can't really refute anything you said. I, I mean, I, I don't think that either of those guys are going to make the leap, but you know, whatever. Prove me wrong. Fine. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Uh, um, the only thing hurt. I really take an issue with that, with what you just said, though, is fuck Chris Bosch, quit lying, bro. Your best season in Toronto, you averaged 24 and 10.8. Shut the fuck up. You ain't never averaged 27 a game in a season. Thank God I gave you that long monologue so you could look it up on basketball reference. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I didn't look it up. You can, you can fact check me. I'm my going to. And in my seat. This entire time. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, actually, I'm, I am going to look it up now. I was about yeah, to right I was, now. <laughs> I have to. Also, for the listeners, if you I, I just want you to see that the last thing I had on basketball reference was was uh, Giannis's stats. You can't see that. There we go. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 24. If you see on Giannis's basketball reference, it says his position. It says shooting guard and point guard and small forward and power <laughs> forward. I was just like, just says, just Hold say on. utility what did I or say? something. What did I say? 24 and 10.8? Yeah, that's what it was. 24 points a game and 10.8 rebounds. That's, that's impressive. Oh, my God. That's impressive. Yeah, look at that. Um, for the listeners, I was a big, I was a big Chris Bosh guy, so I, I no disrespect to Chris Bosh. I, 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 I really, I've always been a big fan. I would highly recommend listening to the podcast he did with Bill Simmons. He is so interesting to listen to like his takes on basketball are fascinating like he kept talking about like you know bill simmons was asking him about like the anthony davis situation and like you know these kids like wanting to leave teams so quickly and this and that he was just like you have to understand like this now is officially the aau generation like that's who this is like he's like i I knew dudes who lived in maryland and played basketball in florida one summer and then the next summer they played in dallas and then the next summer they played in california and then their senior year, they decided to come back home because they wanted to play with their boys. Like, they just did it all year. Like, they would just switch yeah. teams because they wanted to. And then they get to pick the college that they want to go to because their boys are going there. And now they're in the NBA and they're like, you know, they've got their own brands. Like, these these coaches are trying to tell them that they got to sit down and, like, get comfortable with scoring nine when they were just scoring 27 in college. Right. Like, bitch, I got a Gatorade commercial. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I have 2.5 million followers on Instagram. So it's yeah. like, it's a really weird time in the NBA where, like, it's not a bad thing that players are empowered, but he, he made some really interesting points. I would, I would highly recommend if, if people have time. Sounds nice. Really, you also, uh, it sounds really, really good episode, but you know also uh, who did end up getting traded from the Lakers and oh boy, was he happy that he did? D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> oh man. God damn, is yeah. he looking good? He's been That's actually a really good like kind of point in it, like uh, towards Jay's point. Is that like, yeah, he got out of the, you know, he got, I mean, obviously he didn't play with LeBron, but he got out of LA, uh, went to it. I mean, honestly, that's, it's, it's a big thing too for guys like, yes, they are, they play in Brooklyn, but the Nets will always be an afterthought to the Knicks. Um, and so he went to a place where like, there's not as much media fanfare and that kind of thing around him. And he got to quietly kind of just become a really good player. And D'Angelo yeah. Russell is really good. Nicky, that's a great point. Yeah. I love, here's what he says. This is the quote that uh, I pulled off a of Bleacher Report. If they didn't let me go then, they were going to let me go now, and I'd be going through what they're going through now in L.A. Best thing that ever happened in my career. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yeah. Not to, like, shit on D'Angelo Russell because it's awesome, the production he's been putting up, but a lot of empty stats. Just going to put that out there. A lot of empty stats. (laughs) Uh, Not a very efficient shooter. 100% zero on the offensive end, um, which is a weird sentence when I say it out loud. But, um, 
Anywho, I want to transition that to the conversation. Um, just, I'm hoping this is the last time we talk about Anthony Davis's trade value for a while, but or trade situation. Um, the NBA basically told the New Orleans Pelicans because the Pelicans were like, "We're gonna decide what we want to do with him because he clearly doesn't want to be here." And then Anthony Davis was like, well, "I intend to play every game, so um, I'm ready to go." And then the NBA stepped in and said, "Hey, you're gonna play him." Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that? D'Angelo Russell's averaging 20 points a game, 6.6 assists, and he's shooting 44% from the field, man. I mean, yeah, 44% is fine. I mean, his efficiently, though, like his efficiency is what is – got to look that up. Hold on. Let me, no, 50, 51.2%. He's having a good year. I'm not saying he's not having a good year. I'm not saying he's not having a good year, but he's putting up a lot of empty stats. Um, and, again, he's just like – he's an absolute zero. Well, I mean, hey, his team offense. is – you keep saying offense. Don't you mean defense? D- defense. Fuck. Did I say off- that, offense twice? Yeah, you said offense twice already. Yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, and I understand that, but like, he's doing very. He's doing a great job at what he needs to be doing. You know. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And like, because like, the, the rest of the pieces around him are doing very well, and that's what what they're in sixth or seventh right now. Uh, are they in seventh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Um, but yeah, they're doing a, like a real good job. And he's playing really well at his position, you know? Yeah, no, I like him. I, I really do. I really like him. Um, glad he made the all-star team. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see if this is something that he can maintain. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, so the question I was going to ask you guys was, do you think the NBA should be able to interject when it comes to whether or not a team wants to uh, uh, wants to play a specific player? And before you guys answer, before you guys answer, I want to put something out there just to get the wheels turning a little bit. Um, Chandler Parsons only recently got back, brought yeah, back no. by the Grizzlies. See, yeah, mm-hmm. don't put that out there because this was about to be my point. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> there have been lots of teams who have said thanks but no thanks to other players who are not a superstar player. Thank you. And yeah. the NBA has seemingly had really no issue with it. That's what I'm saying. Um, I don't think the league should be allowed to dictate that. Um I, I just, I don't, it's like when, um, you know, the Spurs got fined when pop sat Duncan Ginobili and Parker, this is, I mean, several years ago, yeah, but, years ago. uh, they playing Miami and it was on the second night of a back to back. And it's like, yo, these players are old. They need like, no, I mean, they're not yeah. old, but they're old by NBA standards. Right. Like, I got to rest my guys. And if you're the Pelicans and you know, you're going to lose this guy, like why does Anthony Davis get to come out and say, Hey, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. Right. And then the Pelicans have to play him risk injury risk losing like he, he's an asset to their franchise and the nba like i get the nba side of the argument anthony sure. davis puts asses in the seats yeah, like absolutely. you know what like I, I could give a fuck about the bulls but would i like to go watch the bulls when anthony davis plays hell yeah i would love to just to, to sure. see likewise and uh i mean like the, he looks so disinterested he played orlando the other night and he went one and nine from the floor in like 28 Sorry. minutes Boom. he looked like That's he could have wanted to be anywhere else and it's just like you, he wanted to be in Los Angeles, by the way. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's and you're, exactly you're, where it you're, was. You're honestly making the product worse by forcing him to play. So, and I think the thing is, like, you know, I'm a very player centric guy. Like everybody always whines about players being prima donnas and overpaid and all this shit. And it's like, why aren't you fucking talking like the, like that about the fucking billionaire team owners? Right. Uh, you know, yes, you're very true. With over millionaires when you when you bitch about the players and I, I I don't like that so I don't think they should I think it's a it's a terrible double standard um 
I don't know. I like Adam Silver for the most part. I think he's been a pretty solid uh, commissioner. I think he's probably the best commissioner in all the major sports. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this one, I just it's it's just overreach. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, it's big government. It's a, and it's such a weird <laughs> thing because like, do I understand why the NBA wants Anthony Davis to play? Yeah, it's economics. It's a business. They want him to play because he sells tickets. Um, do I understand why the Pelicans don't want to play him? Absolutely. To Tad's point, he's an asset. If they play him and he gets hurt, they can't trade him. His trade value goes down a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they lose out on the opportunity to trade him. And Anthony Davis is known for being uh, uh, injury prone. He has had an injury history now and recently not so much, but, but historically yeah. speaking, like he was just injured with a finger injury. So like, you know, he has had a, a history of injuries. It's, it's this weird dichotomy because like, you know, Chandler Parsons, we already named him, mm-hmm. right? Like the Grizzlies just decided they weren't going to play him. Now the NBA didn't step in and say, he's healthy. He should be playing. Yeah. Um, or like in other situations, like, with Carmelo Anthony, like that was very yep. much open. It was just like, yeah, we're going to decide what we're going to do with his future. But for now, he's just going to be away from the team. The Mavericks yeah. did it to Rondo at one point early yeah. in Rondo's yeah. tenure. With, now, with the only difference with Rondo is that was disciplinary. Like his was more like, I, really no, I, I, I get it. But also, so like that, that muddies the water even more. Where do you draw the line? Sure. Like, also you, too, like can't the Pelicans say, Hey, we're disciplining Anthony Davis for saying he doesn't want to play here. Sure. Sure. And I think he, well, I don't know if, I don't know if he got fined. I know Rich Paul got some, he got, he got fined to, to some extent or something like that. I, I, I think Anthony Davis was the one that got fined because it leaked. I, I think it was because they can't find Rich Paul. He's not yeah, it was like 25,000 or something yeah. like that. And also he can't, yeah, he can't, he's not an employee of the NBA, yeah. but here's the other thing. Let's look at last season, right? Um, the Kawhi situation. That wasn't the Spurs not wanting to play him. That was Kawhi fighting with them not to play. So that now we've got the shoe on the other foot where the player is now pushing himself out um it's just this weird dichotomy of just like where i mean and and tad made the reference to like big government but like when should they get involved when should they not like it's just it's it's such a weird balance of like letting the teams dictate their future but also like you've got a product to put on the floor put your tinfoil hat on both of you put your tinfoil hats on oh i should should i close my closet probably so they can't had this um conspiracy theory about the Pelicans for a long time. So I am a firm believer in that the NBA draft is rigged. Firm mm-hmm. believer. You will never convince me otherwise. And uh, that's fine. Whatever. I'm still a fan. I still tune in all the time. Um, <laughs> so it, it's interesting because the NBA purchased the Pelicans, uh, who at the time were the Hornets, from uh, maligned owner George Shin, And then they sold the team. And then with like the fifth best draft odds, or lottery odds, got the number one pick and got Anthony Davis, who by all accounts, everybody knew uh, was a generational talent. So to me, to some degree, I think that there's probably a little bit of a, like a quid pro quo kind of thing where the, the, you know, the NBA is like, yo, we sold you this team and we gave you this thing. Now you're going to fucking give back a little bit here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's obviously true, but there, I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility? No, no, it's highly likely. Um, there have been many a draft lottery, uh, uh, conspiracy. The frozen envelope, frozen envelope, uh, <laughs> yeah, what was the, the bent one? envelope. Yeah. There was the, there was the Patrick Ewing one. Yeah. Um, Patrick Ewing one is the, fro- the frozen, is envelope. the frozen one. Frozen uh, envelope, yeah. I think Derek it's Rose the frozen one the and the one with, I don't the, know what you're talking uh, about. The back corner. 
Fake news. Fake news. Uh, yeah, the bent corner. Also, how about the fact that the Cavs got uh, what, like four first round picks? Four and like, and, their, and both of their picks had odds for like their picks were like eight through ten, and they got one and four. Right. Like, I, you, you could yeah. sell me that they'd get four, sure, but you can't sell me that they get one and four. Yeah, yeah. the magic. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you talking about? You know, for no, number one overall pick two years in a row. Come on, come on. Oh, Penny and Shaq. Sorry, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking recency. Yeah, no, you're right. No, no. Rigged. You're right. Rigged. We, we had, we, honestly, the Magic could have had Shaq and Chris Webber in an era where big men dominated, but we traded Webber for Hardaway and two other first-round picks. One I still of which, make that trade. I still make one, that trade. No, no way. Nah. One, of those wait, picks wait, was, those? one of those picks came out to be Mike Miller, and I can't remember who the other one was. Fucking uh, maybe – no, I definitely make that pick. I Maybe love Reece Mike King. Miller. <laughs> Mike Miller was my JJ Reddick slash Dougie McBucket of that era. Here's here's my love thing, Mike Miller. And this is not even the topic of conversation, but since we're on it, yes, big man dominated that era, one hundred percent. Here's the thing: Chris Webber was a huge problem in every destination, basically, until he got to Sacramento. Um, like huge problem, big ass ego. You put that guy next to Shaq. I'm telling you, fucking implosion. Championship. Nope. Absolute implosion. Dude. They end up hating each other. It's awful. No way. Penny was they, the perfect. Well, they, they, ended up, they ended up hating each other anyway, so who cares? But delivers a championship to Ow. the They're Magic boys. City. They're boys. My <laughs> thing is, they, well, they, they hated each other during their playing days, is what I'm saying. Right. The Sacramento yeah. and the Lakers days. But, like, Chris Webber was a fucking nightmare in his early days. Like, yes, yeah, super talented, but fucking absolute nightmare. Penny was the perfect complement to who Shaq was. Chris Webber Shaq, was Shaq didn't like to share the the spotlight with anybody. Yeah, I mean you're, yeah. you're not wrong. Anyways, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I the the NBA getting involved in that shit, like I, I get it, but also it's just such a it's, it's just a, right. And that, I get that it, but I, say, I don't like it. I get it. I can I can understand something. Sure, don't have to like it. I don't like it. Dad, I think you, said you lived in an affluent neighborhood. Is that a is that a police siren? <laughs> I do live right off Lakeshore, so sometimes there are police uh, sirens going down Lakeshore. Usually, it's usually fire department or um, or uh, ambulances. God, be usually, careful, buddy. dumb fuck was driving way too fast down Lakeshore. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Be careful, buddy. Get below the windows. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nice view of the lake. Oh, uh, well, that's nice. At least you've been know. here. Yes, I know this. I know this. You've been the here more than once. The listeners have no idea. Um, all right, last few topics for the night. Um, reports came out this weekend that uh, Ben Simmons and Magic Johnson have been talking about training this summer. You know, one big guard to another big guard, handing down the big guard handbook to the new big guard in town. Um, and Elton Brand came in. Um, excuse me. Um, NBA Executive of the Year frontrunner Elton Brand came in. Hell yes. And said, nope. Shut that shit down. Shut it down. Shut it down now. No, 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 no. That him saying that. Him saying no. It's it's a lock. Executive of the year. Lock Lockdown. It Lock it in. Lockdown. Um, two questions. Question number one is, are you a yay or a nay with Elton Brand's uh, decision to say no? And question number two is, shouldn't Magic Johnson be charged for tampering once again? Yay and yay. To the fullest. It's so inappropriate. 100%. 100%. So inappropriate. I mean, it, it, it is 100%. And the thing is, we have... We have no way of gauging Magic Johnson's uh, 
like true intentions. Like we cannot say for certain that no, he. But, but there's rules in place that right. he has to follow. Well, rules. Dude, you can, you're an you're an ex, you're an yeah. executive. You can't do it. It's well, tampering. Yeah. It is 100. percent And hell yeah, dude. No, if I'm if I'm Elton Brand, I don't tell Magic Johnson no. I say you come within 500 feet of him, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like here's here's my thing. Like the the tampering thing. Everybody wants to pretend like it's not like it's not a thing. Like, oh no, no, no! Only bad people tamper. Uh, there are guys that when free agency starts, they sign one minute after free agency is over. So, if you're trying to tell me that Dougie McDuck buckets wasn't talking to the Pacers before free agency opened, and then he signed at twelve oh one on July first, get the fuck out of here. Um, it's all tampering, especially now because we live with these fucking computers in our pockets. It's so easy to get in contact with each other. Like, it's in, it's and it's also very difficult in a lot of ways to track that shit um, if you are good at using your phone. Um, mm-hmm. And like the Lakers, I don't know if I want to hate them or love them for the way that they're, they're just like blatantly out there. Just the evil re- empire, man. That's they're yeah. just they're doing it, and they don't I mean, care. And the Lakers. Lakers- Magic is the running the Lakers. Franchise. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Like the Magic is running the Lakers right now. Like if he was running Chase, like if he was running JP Morgan Chase, <laughs> yeah. they would just be like, yeah, whatever, man, five hundred thousand. Yeah, sure, tampering fee, whatever. It's cost we're of doing do. business, bro. Uh, yeah, fuck legit, it. We get Anthony really Davis. Quick, like, I'll pay that shit ten times. Legit though, the CEO of Chase one time in court. They were like explaining the fine. He's like, "Fuck it, fine us. We can afford it." Like that's he just said it and just that's moved on. And that's that's what believe. the Lakers are doing right now. They're like, look, it's a cost of doing business. Like you take a risk. It's a, and the ROI is Anthony Davis. How? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, we we can't say though for certain that Elton Brand isn't looking out for uh, the health of his young superstar because people forget Magic Johnson has AIDS. Oh, go oh, away! Not cool. <laughs> not cool. Boo. 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 I'm just Boo. saying, man. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Don't want Ben Simmons Boo. to get AIDS. Boo. Boo. You Boo. better than that. Come on. That was, that was low-hanging fruit. You know no, me. It I, wasn't. Am not, I am not above. No. I am not above making it. Imagine no, low, that. He know. has been low-hanging fine. Fruit he has been fine. Out, is pointing out that Ben Simmons is dating a, a Jenner, so he might have something already. Thank you. That's STD joke. Totally fine. That's, so he could have an STD, no. and then he could get AIDS. I mean, and that is just nobody wants that. Unrelated no, to Magic Johnson. Twenty-four second shot clock. You can't say anything for twenty-four Boo. seconds. Twenty-four second shot clock. You muted. That's it. <laughs> so muted. Uh, I, I got a cough, bro. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, this magic shit is getting out of control, man. Like he's just he's just talking to everybody. Like I, 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 I don't know. Like the NBA kind of has to step in in a real way and just be like listen man tampering is a thing everybody knows it is but you gotta fucking like make it less obvious like if you're gonna cheat on your girl don't like like and comment on every girl who you're interested in and or trying to see instagram account you just don't do it you gotta be a little bit more secretive like just just magic johnson be better magic johnson is just whipping his dick out which is problematic in two ways (laughs) yes That one's better. That one's I'm better. sorry. I, I had I, I couldn't I couldn't resist better. making a follow up joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. No disrespect. To wow. it. I don't mean any disrespect. You, wow. Anywho, uh, let's let's wrap up today. Uh, this weekend is All Star Weekend. Super excited. One of my favorite days of the year is uh, All Star Saturday night. So um, I sent you guys a link for the participants in the slam dunk contest and three point contest. Let's start okay. with the three point contest. Uh, Nikki, who is your pick to win? 
this year's Mountain Dew three point contest. All right. Um, sorry, I gotta get this damn thing. Uh, I do agree. Thank should you, I should make it known that I participated last? My guest last year won, and my guest last year in the slam dunk contest came in second. So okay, been out there. So you're good in half. Uh, participants are Devin Booker, Seth Curry, Steph Curry, Danny Green, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Dirk Nowitzki, and Kemba Walker. Um, I really want it to be Dirk Nowitzki. Who's my act? Everyone wants it. I wanted to. If ha- I don't fuck, I don't care. That is my actual pick. That's my actual pick. Dirk <laughs> Nowitzki. All right, okay. let's go, Dirk. Tad, who you got? I legitimately think Dirk's going to win it, but yes, I do. I legitimately think he's going to win it. I, I, I definitely see that happening. But uh, for the sake of argument and a podcast, I, uh, my second, my, my runner up, uh, and so I'll just take him is uh, Danny Green. I think Danny Green will. If that, I mean, that's, I can see him doing well. Okay. I mean, that, um, like, you know, so, like like Steph Curry's great, but like some, you know, sometimes like this is something that like you know how much interest does Steph have in doing this kind of thing? And and he didn't even beat his own teammate a couple last year, two years. Yeah, uh, his own teammate, who's also probably the second best three point shooter in the history of the yeah, NBA. I'm not. Look, I ain't disputing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I and I, I like. I mean, I just I don't want to pick Steph Curry. Like that's lazy in my opinion. So I got a dark horse. Uh, my pick this year is going to be Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald is my pick to win the three point oh, contest like this year. I love Buddy Heald. Tell me more about this horse, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, Buddy Heald is my dark horse. Dark horse meaning, like, you know, surprise pick. Nobody saw it coming. I'm not familiar with that term. Got it. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm joking. I'm not that dumb. Cinderella story. <laughs> you familiar with Cinderella? Oh, Did yeah. You? The glass slippers. Glass, I don't know what that yeah. has to do with this, but yep, glass slippers. Um, yeah, yeah. Most people think it would be hard to shoot with glass slippers. Buddy Heald wears them, um, and they make his feet lighter. So mm. it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Shooter's secret. Um, all right, let's move on to the dunk contest, guys. Yeah, um, participants for the dunk contest returning for his second straight year is Dennis Smith Jr. We have Miles Bridge of the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Hamdi Diallo, and John Collins. I was a little surprised that they didn't pick Terrence Ferguson from the Thunder because that guy's got some fucking bunnies, but. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, of the four, who is your pick to win this year's slam dunk contest? Go ahead, Tay. You can go first. I don't really like any like. It's a boring slam dunk contest. The, the, the slam dunk contest has also lost a lot of its. It's just it's boring. Like, give me marquee guys. Like Kobe no. has been in a dunk contest. Michael Jordan used to be in a dunk contest. Dominique Wilkins used to be in Bro, a dunk contest. The best, the best dunk contest that we've had. It's literally been, I think three years as of today the second best dunk contest probably ever happened between zach levine and aaron gordon mm-hmm. yeah, i know aaron gordon got fucking, robbed but uh and that's not even me being biased as a magic fan he well, what i'm saying is from an entertainment value like that was probably the second most entertaining slam dunk contest ever yeah. I would even argue that those guys though are more marquee than three quarters of. I, I would actually say those guys are more marquee than all. Every all I would say days. I would say Zach Levine was because he had been in previous slam dunk contests, so people yeah. knew what he was capable of. Nobody expected that from Aaron. Gordon. But people knew Aaron Gordon was a, a top four pick, man. Like, well, people, like, sure, sure. These, these guys, are, these guys are role players, and Dennis Smith Jr. is is a. I mean, they they were shopping him. At, I mean, granted, they ended up trading him for Porzingis, which is you know whatever. But sure. Um, uh, I guess if I have to pick, 
somebody I'd probably take Dennis Smith Jr. That guy throws down some nasty dunks. He's like so. last year in last year's slam dunk contest, which he last year's dunk one. contest was terrible. Yes, he had the best dunk in the in the entire competition. The issue is that his second dunk was absolute trash because mm-hmm. he couldn't land it after the first two tries. He learned. So, he learned yeah, I think he's going to learn yeah. his lesson. Um, I think that's a great pick because he's another one who's got some real bunnies and he's an entertainer. Um, Nikki, what you got, Jay? Oh, um, thank you. I'm I'm actually gonna go with Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges is a big man, so he's gonna be a power dunker, but he's not so big that he's not still agile. And if you see some of his in-game dunks, like the dude is a monster, um, and incredibly, incredibly athletic. So fun to watch. And the All-Star weekend is in Charlotte, so I'm taking that hometown advantage. I do like that. I do like that. And I also like that uh, neither one of you guys chose who I was gonna choose. No, I think I think John Collins is going to do completely fine, but I, I there's something love about Diallo that he's had some. I know Ferguson's also had some great dunks, but Diallo's had some good dunks he's like in he's, the open court. Yeah, he's a phenomenal. I think athlete. he I think he might have like a a, a couple of good dunks. Is, is Honestly, any, oh, go ahead. All I really want is for them to like announce Vince Carter entering the contest at the contest and That'd i want him to dunk to the share song if i could turn back time okay. <laughs> i was i was here for everything you were just you were listening you were blasting that song at work the other day blasting uh, yeah that's because the theme of the playlist was time dumb dumb I wasn't listening to it because i wanted to listen to share i don't time after i do time? not i do not believe you for one second uh you need to sit closer to me, or you weren't paying attention when you were. Every Friday, I play a theme playlist. Last week, well, I'm trust me, I'm well time. aware. I sit on like a, in a different section of the office from you now, and I can still hear your music as if I'm sitting where I used to. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Is there anybody that you guys wish would have been in the dunk contest this year? Uh, yeah. Uh, if, I would. I would like to see Aaron Gordon again. I would also. So like to see it's actually all three people that I'd like to see in it again. I'd like to see Aaron Gordon in it again. I'd like to see JaVale McGee again. And I would really like to see the guy who got robbed in that JaVale McGee dunk contest, DeMar DeRozan, because DeMar DeRozan should have won that dunk contest. I would love to see him in it again. Yeah, that's not happening. No, it's obviously not happening. happening. Um, I'm trying to think if there's somebody like, not as marquee. I mean, those guys aren't really marquee. They're known players. Let's say, let's say somebody who's in the first, Four years of their NBA career. Well, I thought uh, he was terrible last year. He also so, said, he, he so also Dennis Smith no. Jr. was terrible. He, like, no, was, no, Dennis Smith Jr. had a phenomenal dunk and then flamed. But his dunks, his dunk was amazing. All of Donovan Mitchell's dunks were meh. Yeah, he was yeah, just he, riding. He was riding the narrative of I'm having a really good rookie season. Yeah, and Lance, Larry Nance Jr flopped like one of his last dunks yep. and one of his dunks that he did on the surface didn't look that cool but when you did look at it in slow motion yeah, it, was it was amazing pretty awesome. but because you know it's an initial reaction they gave him like a 48 or like a 46 yeah which that's what you get for subtlety the dunk contest is not about subtlety no nikki anybody picks people that you um, wish i mean we did. said ferguson would have been cool I, I don't know i feel like terrence ross might be pretty cool i think he's got some nice dunks i think he was in i think he was in dunk contest a couple of years ago actually oh yeah that's right yeah, he, he was in the dunk contest a couple of years ago he did shit um, i think he was in the dunk contest thinking, when he did like the three the three person teams that was fucking stupid yeah that was dumb i'm um, trying to think um i'm trying to think like maybe like i don't know OG Anubi or I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know if he's got any cool dunks, but it's throw, just because he's younger. Throw De'Aaron Fox in there. Interesting. Okay. I don't hate that. He can jump. He's quick. Yeah, yeah I like that. I don't hate that. He's pretty damn athletic. Um, do you think any of the Lakers would do it? I, I don't think anybody on that team is really like a jumper. Like, there's yeah, no none guys of them really that are. Like, honestly, Lonzo might be the best leaper on that team. Give me uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Now, Jalen Brown, I can get behind. Jalen Brown, yeah, I can more, get behind, him more yeah. so than Jason Tatum. 100%. But, I, I thought he was going to be in the, in the in the dunk contest last dude, year. Honestly, talking Celtic TV, Marcus Smart. I don't know that he's a leaper, man. He can I don't jump. Know. He can jump. That's like that's like his only offensive skill. <laughs> no, that's fair, but I don't know. I just don't see him as a guy who would be an entertaining dunker. Yeah. Um, the other team. Look up, look up one of his. He had he had a dunk when he was at Oklahoma State, and it was just fucking mean. Uh, I'll find it. I'll send it to you guys. Okay. Yeah. I uh, mean, but yeah, he was also nineteen at that point in time, so it's just different, different times. True. Um, the only other guy that I could think of off the top of my head that I'd like to see in it, like, um, I would still be in, like, Colin Sexton to me would be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. um, who else? Uh, what's his face? Fucking, um, good Lord. From the mm-hmm. fucking, from, oh, Andrew Wiggins. Like, I would love to see Andrew Wiggins in a dunk contest. Oh, yeah, that'd be a cool one. I feel like he can get. He's got. Some, he's had some nice dunks. He could do something. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Like on the top teams, there aren't really any guys on the um, top teams. Like I'd love to see this. Do you think Josh Jackson would be all right? Or like hmm. anybody, anybody on the Magic that isn't uh, Aaron Gordon? Like I don't uh, know. John, I mean, Jonathan Isaac, maybe, but yeah, I mean, like maybe him. Marco Fultz, lock it in. <laughs> Lock it in. No, he's going to be in the three-point contest. That's a good point. Yeah, he's going to be great. Um, anything else? Guys he's going to he's gonna be in the can you make a shot two feet from the basket <laughs> contest. Oh, uh, yeah. That they, the, the coach used to put the dollar down. You had to shoot oh, it with one hand. What? Kelly Oubre. That's somebody else I'd like to see. Oh, him. yeah, that'd be a good one. Kelly Oubre. I'd watch Kelly Oubre. Kid's got some – he's he's always dripping, as the kids yeah. say now. Um, yeah. Cool. Anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap it up over here, guys? Mm, no, nah, I'm good. Silence. Cool. Well, no, I got, I got nothing. Cool, man. Well, let's plug and let's get the hell out of here. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Plug. Uh, follow me at Nick Palooza. Plug. Tight. Nice word. Um, you can follow me at Jay Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure and give the podcast a five star review and rating. Our numbers have been going up, so keep it coming. Ooh. Really appreciate you guys uh, showing some love for the podcast. We're just gonna keep doing this and and uh, and keep just churning out tent so that you guys can uh, oh, I was going to I thought you were going to say content I was going to come in and say tent as the kids would call it <laughs> nope, I thought happen. you were going to hate that but there you were not going to happen we're, we're uh, turning out tent and stew no definitely not alright well uh, for Tad for Nikki Look. for Jay this has been NBA we're out we out Bye.